Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. Today we're going to look at Sam Keith's Wolverine Hulk four-issue miniseries. This is from uh, Marvel Knights era of Joe Quesada's editorial reign. Um, this is your early 2000s here, and uh, I'm working on Hulk Grand Design, so I'm looking at all kinds of Hulk comics these days, Ed. And Sam Keith, one of my favorite cartoonists, so uh, I had this sitting around and thought this would be a perfect thing for some eye candy on Cartoonist Kayfabe. Jimmy had no idea this existed. You know, I'm, le I'm learning something new here myself. Uh, looking through it, heck of a pleasure. And I use those words very carefully because I didn't say reading it. <laughs> it, was, it was a great pleasure. I'm going to dive in. Um, man, I don't know about that for your first issue cover. You know, I look at all these covers where you actually see some Hulk. And, uh, and and identifiable Wolverine. It's like that's a, that's an interesting choice for a number one. Yeah, very weird logo treatments too. I guess I'll spend a second pointing that out. But if you if you look closely on your screen, like it's almost an Illustrator thing where you round out something that you've traced or whatever. Very bizarre, like these outlines that surround the logos. Yeah, Pretty just, strange. Just just trying to do something. You know, the letter try, trying to capture a little a little Sam Keithism or something yeah kind kind of peculiar but uh, off we go and first thing you see is painted artwork yes. so some of this art is painted by Sam Keith he's trying some of this stuff there's a, a child character and so you're going to see bits and pieces of her child art which fits pretty well with Sam Keith's overall aesthetic I think like this stuff to me looks looks as cool as the rest of it yeah you know like he uh, Sam Keith is a guy like the aesthetics, man, are, are everything. And he positioned himself in those early 1990s. He benefited from, from the speculator boom and uh, did what he did with Max, had plenty of popularity. What I'm trying to say is he's probably kind of set. So he can make the comics that he, that he wants to make and bless his heart, right? Like he gets to make the comics that he wants to make. But man, after reading this, I was just thinking like, this definitely is a Sam Keith comic with the sort of confusion and the sort of uh, dreamlike quality. Dreamlike's a good a good piece. Yeah, um, you because know, all, all of his comics are, are kind of the same in that way, where it's semi stream of consciousness. There's a lot of oddness. He he has his own world, but uh, I don't think he has a masterpiece. And it would be if he could humble himself and allow himself to to collaborate with like a great writer who could play to his strengths he would have created a piece of work greater than the sum of the parts i think he has like the full potential to be that guy to to have a masterpiece under his belt but it requires that extra piece but hey man he doesn't have to do that so this is the comic he wants to make and i'll accept it and like it for the visuals and everything but once again as a reading thing it was just there's nothing here really yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in reading it. Um, the hand, the way he draws hands and fingers throughout this thing are just bizarre. You know, like, there's some really abstract, like, uh, variations of those. And I like them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, sometimes it's cartoony. Other times it's just, like, a distortion or something. Yeah. Hard to, hard to explain it, but keep an eye out as you're, as you're watching us flip through this. Uh, but just the mixing of some of these different pieces together. And there is a credited colorist. So... On the stuff that is line art, like I, I would say this panel, for example, I think there's a colorist on there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a good-looking comic throughout, so it's pretty impressive however the colorist is working, and, and who knows, maybe working very closely with a Sam Keith. But this stuff reminds me a little bit of, like, Sienkiewicz, who would do, and Electra would do the child art, 
but even in like um what's the war stories that that uh, eclipse published has a cover that's kind of in that oh in yeah that vein oh yeah and i was thinking about sam keith doing hulk and wolverine and it's like hulk's the first sam keith has fill-in issue the first sam keith i, I remember seeing yeah and then of course wolverine Blind the great hungry, sam sam keith marvel comics presents piece so kind of neat if you're going to bring sam keith back to marvel give him those two characters to play with and his and his art has grown in very adventurous ways so you mentioned the Sikevich part of the component. Uh, when we look at a lot of Sam Keith, we mentioned that author Soidum guy. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Frazetta. But here I feel like we're seeing, a, like you said, a little of the Sikevich. We're seeing a little Corbin. We're also seeing uh, Kent Williams uh, yes. in, in, in this material. And that's something that uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned in relation to his work before. I love how he just gets these very bold shapes there's so much going on there like super cartoon expression you know in her arms and in the little heart fluttering away from there and uh, our first glimpse of the hulk yeah which is going to be a pretty fun fun take on that character throughout the series as well the paintings of the hulk i think are just fun fantastic i love seeing that kind of watercolor fade there and talk about cartoon yeah yeah i mean that's where we're getting like that's the Corbin part of the thing because it's this like very well lit piece of cartoon, and that's that's Cor- that's Corbin in a nutshell to me. I love it. It's so abstract. Yeah, I have a friend or two that has a um, Sam Keith originals, and the things that he does on the page, the materials that he uses, he's he plays around with a lot of stuff. Like there are there are pages that I've seen where he has like uh, big areas of black. Like it would be like, say, maybe mm-hmm. even this. And it's not even paint. It's like black electrical tape. Yeah, that's bizarre. I, I, I've seen that. And I, I, it's the only time I've ever seen it yeah. on original art. So I don't know exactly what to make of it. What people would do, especially painters, is like the white tape sure. for you know borders and to clean things up a little bit. So maybe it comes out of that, you know, and, and I guess why not? It kind of makes sense. But man, these, these, these characters, I, I love whenever people push them. And that's what you get with a Sam Keith is just pushing it really to its limit. You know, like this kind of shading and stuff on Wolverine's face. I'm still kind of into it. I like how like Steve Dillon and like the British guys, like there's just no guns over there in, in London and shit. So it's like, oh, this is close. <laughs> that's a gun. Just these bold shapes, freaking love it. And then the, this kind of lettering, that's got to be Keith, right? Yeah, he has the co-lettering credit on this issue, and there's a lot of his sound effects and stuff in this issue. But again, I think this is a that's a strange cover choice, in my opinion. He gives Wolvie that like receding hairline, very balding character, but still trying to hold, hang on. How good is this for your green? Taking advantage of, of being able to paint some of this series is, is what I see there. And pretty good with the light, as you pointed out in that last issue. You know, you see it once it breaks. This is like the the marriage mashup of, like, Kent Williams and Sienkiewicz. Totally. It's, it could be a sequel to uh, Meltdown. Yeah. Sequel to Meltdown and that uh, Daredevil uh, Kingpin thing. Yeah, I dig the art. You know, it's consistently strong. The story is is weird. Wolverine crashes a plane in the beginning of issue one, and then that little girl shows up. Hulk's there. Like, best to enjoy the artwork, I think, in this one. Yeah, totally. Totally. Just go along for the ride. There's some fun compositions. Uh, because Sam Keith is the writer, 
he's going to write to his strength so you're not going to i mean we're going to we're going to um this is almost a simpsons joke ouch 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 snick 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 we're going to freaking uh john Byrne Snowblind, so you don't have to draw any backgrounds it's all color and when there is backgrounds it's white snow look at that cliff man now we're going looney tunes yeah some of the that cartoony stuff is one of the things that i feel like keith really brought into the marvel kind of house style yeah or at least to me you know because i love adding those elements that stuff where you can really push that cartooniness and you still see those max like uh, page layouts there are a lot of these panels that are just uh, kind of bizarre shapes. Look at this. If this were black and white, the lettering effect, how he's like scratching in that white media to have the like the shake kind of blish. Uh... <laughs> Why well, do it once if you could do it a million times? And he just pushes that head down more and more and more and more every time he does it. That's an odd one right there. It is. I love the gigantic fingers and, and the big thick strokes around those fingers. And everybody's hairy. Look how hairy that freaking forearm is <laughs> and there's your cut right from it even like has the tangent of the hulk's head going into the little kid art yeah good foot too good knuckles man he draws really well yeah. like, like crazy good at drawing stuff that is not easy to draw just a very adventurous creator you know playing around doing some things <laughs> that's a funny wolverine face and haircut yeah it looks like the black line would be like maybe a prismacolor pencil or something yeah i'm i imagine he's mixing media because even that pencil look is in the green as well here yeah and then uh in the girl character it looks again like some kind of dry pencil media yeah yeah really cool Good for him. And now we have Wolverine like dragging the uh, the ton carcass of Hulk to wherever they're going, looking for this little girl's father, who she says is at the bottom of the lake from her own plane crash. And that's the lake where she believes they crashed. Looks Everybody's like crazy in this story, Ed. I mean, this is just we're hallucinating. What is this? We're, our hallucinations are hallucinating. Bless Marvel. For, for just like co-signing it and just allowing a dude to, to do his whimsy. Uh, the art is sick, but if there was just a little something more there for the story, like it could it could be it could be memorable. The art is sick. And that's good enough for me. I picked this up in a uh, in a dollar dollar bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can pick up comics for various reasons and yeah. just the aesthetics of this are um, inspiring flashbacks to some of banner's origin that's where he met this little girl that's the hulk's tie to her is uh he worked with her scientist father i always enjoy seeing the um the origin retail since you know it's a big part of any of these it. characters yeah. yeah work it in there you don't see the wolverine origin though never This is kind of a fun transformation. That's the other piece that's a staple of the Hulk is the transformation stuff. And this is almost a different take on it. You know, as you see like different versions, it's pixelated, which is funny. I wonder if he like blew that up and actually printed it out to work on the page. Looks like, uh, looks like Kirby. Yeah, yeah. But like him, like filtered through Kirby comes out as Gary Panter or something. 
That's true. Magic marker and not doesn't look like a good marker. Like like straight up. Like a Crayola, like one of those the, the, skinny Crayolas totally, or something. Totally, totally. Like using little kid tools. Those markers we all had. And I and you know what I respect that stuff when dudes do that. Uh, Feral Dalrymple, like like his watercolors are like, at least for a time, were the watercolor sets you would get at Kmart, mm -hmm. and he was showing you what you could do with it and make amazing things. Such good drawing. You don't need Holbein watercolor pigments. And Spider Man being the uh, maybe the start of the Marvel Cinema Universe in a lot of ways, very represented. Like they were pushing this thing to yeah, give yeah. you the snapshot in time of when this book is coming out. Look at that, like it, like as endorsement. You know, that would be LeBron James now or something. I thought this was an interesting page. If you love comics and want to support cartoonist kayfabe, buy our books. Red Room, the anti-social network, collects Ed's. First four issues of the modern outlaw comic Red Room, Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit. This is available now wherever books are sold, including your local comic book shop. You can request it if it's not already on their shelf. Four great issues of comics and art and a lot of great back matter, including this first written draft of Red Room. Some notes from Ed on the making of this book. Starting in March, trigger warnings. The second season of Red Room will begin and this is the cover to look for whenever you go to your local comic shop in March looking for Red Room. If you haven't already had that added to your subscription box, look for this cover on the shelves March 9th. These are the variants that are available for Red Room. A second variant here by Ed Piscor. Peach Momoko, The Cottage Industry. And my homage to Robert Crumb's Zap Comics. These will all be available at your better comic book shops starting in March. And if you can't wait until March, you can join Ed on Patreon to read Red Room Comics ahead of time. Dropping every Tuesday, three bucks gets you the archive there. And that link is in the link tree below this video. My next comics project, Hulk Grand Design Monster, will be hitting comic shops in March. This is what I did for lockdown, Ed. I yes, locked sir. myself in a room for a year I, with 500 issues of The Incredible Hulk, and I distilled the Hulk's story, the first 40 years of the Hulk, into two standalone issues, Hulk Grand Design Monster, Hulk Grand Design Madness. These will be coming out in March and April 2022. Tell your local comic shops you want a copy to pre-order a copy for you to put it in your pool box. And uh, issue number one, Monster, has some great variants, including this gem from Ed. Peach Momoko doing her take on She-Hulk and Marcos Martin with the classic Hulk transformation from meek Bruce Banner into the Incredible Hulk there. These are not retailer incentives, which means if you like one of these covers better than my cover, tell your local comic shop that you want it and they can pull that for you at no extra price, but you got to let them know ahead of time. So let those comic shop knows what you want for Hulk Grand Design right now. And now back to our regular scheduled program. In the, like the crop choices, you know, you're not getting like Wolverine's face, you're just getting yeah. a chin there or a shoulder there. Kind of an unusual page composition. You know, you know this, like with the straight lines and stuff, because I don't, I don't think of him as using T-squares and stuff, that might be just all that black tape of various lengths. You know, you could have art tape, that's the skinny stuff, and then you have the thicker strips of the electrical tape. I never thought of that, and it looks exactly the same weight, like those verticals. Exactly, yeah. I, I bet you that's just a taped up page. I think it's... Uh, Brian Moss could, uh, could confirm or deny, like, in what was a Zero Girl page that that uh, has like all that tape and stuff and at, at one point we'll, we'll have that page on the channel I'm gonna make that dude come come to Pittsburgh and bring a bunch of art 
So inexplicably, a polar bear shows up. Well, you got to have the, you know, it's a demon bear saga. That's totally it. That's totally <laughs> it. You got to have the bear. And again, it's a chance for Sam Keith to just, just do a bunch of cool drawings. Here's the thing, too. Like, after Sienkiewicz started doing his thing, just go to any kind of color now comic and you that's painted, and you see people trying to do their kayfabe, Gilbert, Bill Sienkiewicz. Right. Can't pull it off. But Sam Keith is a clearly an artist, you know, so he has his own visions and stuff. Could use a little of that aesthetic, but it's all still Sam Keith at the root of it. I like this stuff. This to me is instructive where they hit the highlights on these muscles. Like if you look at, say, a, a Bisley, mm -hmm. you'll see that kind of thing. It's very good in paint to do that rounded form. You know, yeah. like that's almost like the shorthand for getting some rounded depth on your uh, on your image. And uh, that's pretty good, you know, like that's a really polished looking Hulk there to me. It's also that thing of uh, contrast. And that's and that's a scary thing when you see people and, and, and I suffer from it when I when I play with uh, painting and color is uh, there's all this like mid-level range because I'm like you when you're first fucking with this stuff, you're too afraid to have too much too, stuff that's too dark and stuff that's too light. Right. But contrast is king. And that's an example of that. That's good. Usually it's content, but uh, or context rather. But uh, yeah, I like contrast. This king is much better. Talk about illustration. I'm with you 100. percent All right, coming into our final issue here. It's it's all leading to this, man. So we're gonna tie up all everything you you've been uh, questioning, and the, and the stuff that uh, he's been building up to. It's all it's all gonna be answered like uh, very clearly here, right? Right, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Ed. <laughs> How about your pants? You know, this even feels like that throwback to that daredevil graphic novel with frank miller yeah. and bill Sienkiewicz, you know like breaking up your your uh, word balloons in that way yeah but they are digging through the bottom of this dried out lake trying to free her father from drowning i mean think of that sentence for the number four for the climactic issue of your superhero hulk wolverine miniseries hold up man like uh is oh this... yeah tom shioli artwork now now is this Tom Shield? Because he did the comic, but I don't know that he did the artwork for this. This character, like his eyes, to me look really Tom Shield like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, gotta yeah, give but it's shouts. possible that this figure and these are not all in the same piece of artwork. Gotta give shouts. So, what this what this indicates is that this comic came out when we we first connected, when we were first um, hanging out, like at the comic shop every Wednesday, because like Tom was working on two monthly books at the same time which is very impressive this this came out like a six issue miniseries through image every month and uh, he was doing godly he started godland at the same time yeah while working full-time while working full he was a legend <laughs> in pittsburgh because he would just set up his inking stuff on the bus to and from work pull out his brushes and everybody's just watching this dude in the back seat fucking inking comics <laughs> at 6 a.m and at 5 p.m. That's what you got to do, man. Pay, pay, pay in the... Uh... I respected you guys so much for that stuff because in order for me... Like, I would be so zapped from my work day that I would... Uh, I, had to qu I had to quit my job in order to make comics. I, I had to save a lot of money and just give it a go 100% or else I just wasn't going to get to be able to make comics because there was maybe a year where I did almost no drawing at all because I was just like had no energy after my work day. You had a proper job, um, Tom had a proper job, and I respected you guys to no end to be able to compartmentalize. And I remember like your Aquaman drawings that you did on your lunch break and things. Very, very motivating and inspiring stuff to me, man. And then as each one of you guys 
you know, like like this the side hustle caught up to the regular gig. I celebrated that shit in such a big way. Like you quit your job, then talk, and then it's like we're all fucking professional car- cartoonists now. Holy shit, that was amazing. That's a good recap. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I so rarely think about anything like that, you know, like you don't stop and reflect on it. So it's kind of fun to uh, to consider it from time to time. How great is this for your motion stuff? Like it's very manga-esque, it the is. line work on there yeah. to me. But again, like a super weird story, you know, like all we're doing now is like the heroes have teamed up and they've uncovered her plane, but it's just bizarre. I did, uh, you know, like this was a tough week of reading comics. Right? We had some, 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 some rough uh, <laughs> scripts in the batch of comics we read this week. And one of the things I gave points to this book for is totally different story than whatever the formula is for uh-huh. like a Marvel DC kind of comic, uh, you know, superhero comic. Like this is a very different formula. So I kind of applaud, as you say, I applaud Marvel for giving Sam Keith the freedom to do it. And uh, I give him credit for doing comics that are unlike anyone else. If Keith isn't writing this, this story never exists. No, it's true. Yeah, it's it's that it's that it's that impulse within myself of the competitive thing of like fanboy and like artistically minded person. So for like from the artistic point of view, mad props, man. Like like do whatever you want to do. Like that's what I want to see. I like I would rather read, you know, an Adam Kubert comic that's completely Adam Kubert where he writes the thing than to see him you visualize somebody else's script and and i've always said that the danger of that is when that happens and then then you got to accept what what you get and that's what this is and then so the fanboy part of me is sort of what i was talking about at the beginning where the 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 core of his work it's 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 all there it's never been channeled to create the 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 comic that can transcend you know the medium or something but he but the core aesthetic is there like this kind of imagery can pull people in who are not into comics into into this medium that i adore but this isn't going to keep them like this isn't going to like make them feel like oh comics are dope like i'm going to fuck with comics if he if he was able to like have this energy harnessed and you know william messner Loeb's did what he could but it was still right. like 80%, 90% Sam Keith with a 10% polish of William Messner Loeb's on, on the Max. Uh, but, you know, that's probably the most cohesive comic. But go back and read it. It's still pretty wild. He's playing with ideas that he d- doesn't cogently ex- explain or anything. This story in particular reminds me a lot of like a picture book. It's mm-hmm. very fairy tale-esque in a lot of ways. And yeah. I feel like this spread in particular kind of reflects that. I really like the color on this spread. Yeah. You know, some of these orange, yellows, pinks next to the Hulk green, I think, looks really great. Um, but it feel, it has that, like, dreamy fairy tale kind of feeling, this whole story. And it's funny, once they figure this out, that, like, oh, yeah, her, you know, here's your dad. He's daddy, move, you know, moving on or whatever. She starts to float away, and Hulk brings her back to Earth whenever he's like, What? The dad's dead. He's not okay. And Wolverine has to try to basically make the Hulk understand he needs to lie here a little bit. For the sake <laughs> of that little girl, you got to get your story straight. And it's uh, it's kind of a neat character moment because I think that would be impossible to write. But Sam Keith does figure that part out somehow. Look at this, man. No backgrounds, baby. Now nah, we're done. It's the last page. <laughs> and he's going back to uh, the late period Marvel 
Comics Presents covers that some of them were even unpublished because, I mean, I don't know why, but they were just very wild, like, with, with that kind of hair. It's nuts. It looks like a, a moose or something. Yeah, it does, <laughs> man. Ten-point buck. So bizarre. So abstract and bizarre. And Whoa, what's he doing with his style here? <laughs> Whoa, what is this? You know, it's funny. This is your Call of Duty. How does that work? Call of Duty, isn't it? It's an ad. Well, it was for a title. You know? But it's not oh, like um, Call of Duty, the video games. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any uh, video game like logos there, which would have been presented if it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, these are um, dudes in uniform, basically, is, is what this series... I remember when the series came out, and that's what it was. But what I'm pointing out here is this is your preview, and it's Bruce Jones and uh, Art Tebow are part of the creative team around David Finch. Whenever you get to the ad, it's Chuck Austin and David Finch. <laughs> so, not sure about that preview. Um, the, the Call of Duty part's interesting, because, like, when does that become a video game franchise? Yeah. Who knows, man? So, Wolverine, Hulk, Sam Keith, um, you know, 2002, again, that early era of the Marvel under Quesada, bring in interesting creators, do some, uh, some unusual projects, and I kind of love that period. I've been going through some of my back issues and finding more comics from that time period, and it feels like a... I don't know about a paradigm shift, but it definitely feels like that's the next era for marvel absolutely good to go i am k fabers like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available jimmy what's out there hulk grand design tell your local comic shop to pre-order a copy for you or to pre-order all four variant cover copies for you but let them know right away that you want it hulk grand design monster will be out in march in stores everywhere and if you want to make sure you get the copy you want you need to pre-order it with your local comic shop you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see some of the original art and process behind the making of Hulk Grand Design. Red Room, the antisocial network, is the trade paperback that I've constructed from the 2021 season of Red Room Comics. Get that stuff while you can. And uh, 2022, we'll see the next round of Red Room Comics hit the later day. Trigger Warnings, issue number one. It's coming out March 9th. Uh, it's going to be coming out on a monthly basis. Every issue is a complete story, unlike those other monthly comics that you're going to be seeing on the racks, man. So grab it, you dig it, grab another, man. You're not bound by having to pay a whole bunch of money to read six months' worth of a, a, you know, a very decompressed story. Uh, if you want to read that comic right this minute, you could go onto my Patreon. Three bucks get you the archive there. have well over 200 pages of comics that include all of the uh, Antisocial Network uh, material. We have link trees in the description below this video where you can get to all of our stuff, pre-order the comics, order comics, and uh, hit up our Patreons. Uh, what else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another way, a great way to uh, support the channel. Given those March orders, Jimmy, will be on our way. Read more comics.